0: In this interview we chat with actress Sheila Vosoomi, who plays Nahid Kamali in the hit Apple TV Plus series Tehran. Well Sheila thank you so much for the time. You're of course a part of the hit Apple TV Plus series Tehran. It's been out now for a couple seasons. Season 2 now in progress. We won't give away any spoilers or anything like that but can you just talk about this experience for you? You've been in this game for a long time but just to be a part of a major flagship show like this on a platform that's really kicking it and having momentum.
1: Thank you. I have to pinch myself every day. I feel so grateful. Uh, And I have Apple TV to thank for uh, being in Tehran, because that's where um, uh, Sean and I, Sean Toob is uh, the man who plays my husband on the show. I play a character named Nahid Kamali, and Sean Toob plays my husband, Faraz. And uh, he and I were on another Apple TV show called Little America. And uh, we built such great rapport there that when he uh, got Tehran, he's the one who... um, Uh, told the uh, team of Tehran about me, so I had a chance to audition. I think they were planning on going with another actress in the UK, and I auditioned, and I got the part.
0: So I'm assuming that started prior to the pandemic, and things shifted once everything started filming?
1: Exactly, exactly. We um, filmed uh, in the fall and uh, late winter of 2019, Mm -hmm. uh, early winter of 2019, and then the pandemic hit and we didn't go back for season two until um this uh, 2021, the fall of 2021.
0: And it's wild, right? We normally don't. I mean, we've seen like you know, some duos before, like The Rock and Kevin Hart and some other people that tend to be in like different films and TV shows productions together. Very rarely do we see an on-screen couple that's also an on-screen couple in another show. So, what's it been like kind of working with Sean and you know, developing as an actor and in your chemistries on screen in these two different shows, both on Apple TV, by the way.
1: Mm, right, amazingly, I, I love Sean. I love him as a person. We're very good friends, and he's such an incredible actor. Uh, I was sitting in the video village the last day of shooting. And I'm just watching his work, and I'm like, "How does he do that?" This it's whatever he does can't be taught in schools Uh, because I've taken a lot of schools and classes in acting, and I don't know how he does it. But um, I have a feeling that our chemistry on Tehran comes from, and and also in Little America comes from the fact that. When we were working on Little America, a couple just a day before shooting Little America, I had an accident where I thought my foot was broken and Sean was very worried about me because he was worried that they were going to have to recast me. And I was worried for Sean because he was going through some personal crises and... That just made us really good friends and made us root for each other. And I, I think that's why there's a chemistry that I keep hearing we have that that shows on stage on, on the screen.
0: As far as your character, Nahid, I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? And in, in, in the first season uh, we learn about her going through a lot of different health issues. As we get to season two, uh, she really starts to kind of open up more and everything else. When you first got this role, uh, did you, were your first impressions different from how it's played out so far?
1: Oh, completely different. When I first got the role, um, I was crafting the character, Like, like for the audition, for instance. I crafted a specific character for the audition that was very... Um, She was like a general's wife and she was very dry and had a certain gravity to her Um, and and it was very stylized. So I think from that audition, they uh, they figured um, that, you know, I'm I'm a good enough actor to play the role. But uh, when we started filming, Danny Serkin, the director, who's who's also on the writing team and and he's the one who's directed all the episodes, uh, which is just amazing, He wanted to soften Nahid a little bit. So from what I uh, crafted with my uh, creative partner, Hitoshi Inoue, he coached me. And so we created the character together and then Danny took over from there. And um, so this uh, character of Nahid is a collaboration between three people.
0: For season two, I don't think this is much of a spoiler. It's out there already. Glenn Close, the legendary Glenn Close is is, is part of, of the show and she's just so iconic. I'm sure you've gotten plenty of questions about working with her. I'm sure it's a a joy, but I'll ask you as a a longtime actress, what have you learned from Gwen just being around her and working with her?
1: There's a certain um, uh, stillness that she has. That I, uh, I and and I have to keep stopping myself from watching her work because it's like I, you're in this scene with her. stop looking, stop looking. But there's just a certain stillness she has in her eyes. I think that the most important thing I learned from her, though, was um, how important it is to play. That you could really see that Glenn Close is she plays she she becomes like a a child her inner child is very powerful and she uh, enjoys the process of acting and that's something that um, you know being, I work really hard um, I, I do a lot of preparatory work uh, and and prep work is not fun for me at all homework is not fun for me. So um, I learned that you're supposed to take it a little softer and play and have fun. That if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. And it's really a joy to see Glenn have fun. And um, there's, there's like a specific look she gives that she just came up with it right there. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And so it's fun to watch
0: that. When you were auditioning and when you just even learned about the role, uh, how important was it for you to, understand how well that everybody would be represented on, on the show, because obviously it involves some real life politics with, with Israel and, and Iran and everything else. But I, I really feel like watching the show, ask somebody who is Middle Eastern, it's more about the human element. And they really kind of humanize each, each character and show their struggles and everything else. And it just so happens that they're all embroiled in this political situation. So how important for you was it to make sure that Middle Eastern people, and particularly Iranians, were represented in a positive light?
1: It was so important that I uh, was ready to not take on the project. It's I I auditioned for it because my friend Sean Tube had uh, uh, suggested me, and so it was really important for me to do a good job to make him look good, so that they're not like, "What are you talking about?" She's not good. So, but uh, even though I'd auditioned, I had a feeling that I might get it, but I wasn't sure. It, it, I, I I wouldn't have taken it on if. Iranians were represented in a very negative way at all. Um, And what happened was... the reason why I took took the role uh, was that Daniel sirkin came to L. A. and and he took Sean and I out to dinner, and that's when I found out first and foremost uh, that how much he loves Iranians, how much respect he has for Iranians, and he even said during the dinner that you know you you have such a rich, beautiful culture that the the people are so wonderful and kind and fun, and this is something that the West doesn't see because it's never represented in this way in the news, and so I want people to see how fun and um, uh, wonderful Iranians are. So that was definitely part of it. Uh, Danny himself w- was learning Persian at the time, and he uh, the, the picture on his phone was of Rumi, which was amazing. But um, also about the character of Nahid, uh, he explained to me how intricately uh, woven uh, her character was going to be in the plot in season one. Back then, we didn't have a season two or a possibility of a season two. Um, but, you know, he um, let me know that Nahid wasn't going to be an ornamental wife um, that you see so much of these these wives that are just there to be worried for their husbands, just to show that the husband has a wife, that, you know, th- that she was a full um, human being, a very interesting human being and, um, and powerful.
0: Definitely a very dynamic ca- character. And if we're talking about the human element, I mean, for, for us, I really feel like she kind of humanized him. Like on one hand, you see this guy who's you know, super ruthless and everything ready to carry out whatever's in front of him at the same time, you know, he's worrying about his wife and it's just like an interesting dynamic. It's almost like Jekyll and Hyde, like playing on the screen.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, and you're right. The, the, the wife character was important to bring the, the, the softness of him and the human element of him to life. And, uh, but at the same time, you're seeing that the wife is a human being. Mm -hmm. as well, which is nice.
0: How did show business come into your life? Was performing arts something you always kind of had your eye on or did it kind of find you?
1: No, it wasn't something I had my eye on. Oh, I went to Van Nuys High School. Van Nuys High School is a performing arts magnet. And they have, I know back then, they had an incredible theater program. So as a sophomore, I was watching my icons, who were the seniors. And to me, they were so old. They were 18. Um, And there were some really incredible talented uh, seniors at, my, at Van Nuys High School when I first came in, in, in um, uh, 10, 11, 10th grade. And um, that's when I decided I loved theater and I uh, started auditioning. Um, I wasn't very good. You know, when you hold the script, it was like mm-hmm, shaking all over the place. So when I wouldn't get a part, I would work backstage as I was a wonderful prop mistress to this day. That is one of my favorite things to do and also stage managing. Um, So uh, that's how I got my start was in theater at Van Nuys high school. I never imagined because of lack of representation, there was no one who looked like me. There was um, uh, Molly Ringwald at the time. There was um, this other beautiful woman, um, Okay, escapes my mind, but she (laughs) kind of looked like me, but she wasn't. So I always uh, imagined that actors are these gods from another planet that I could never be in a film or on on a TV show. Wasn't even a thought in my mind. So I went to UCLA, studied science got a Bachelor of Science in Biological Anthropology. And when I came out, uh, an Iranian theater company found me. And so I started doing plays in the Persian language, touring the world. So again, uh, theater was what I loved. And theater was more... uh, accessible to me than film or television was. And so um, then I went to a school of acting, the Ruskin School of Acting. And then when I graduated, I started working with a, a brilliant playwright named Hushang Tozi, who um, uh, would write plays and produce plays. And so I would help him produce and I'd do everything behind the scenes as well as on stage. Um, so I worked with him for about 13 years, and then I started directing my own plays. And then, uh, so it's relatively early; it's it's only about three or four years that I'm uh, doing film and television. It wasn't a totally natural transition. I mean, it, it was something I did have to put myself out there on actors' access. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager for a while. I, um, uh, it's something that uh, I'm grateful happened. But it was when Little America came out was really my major first start. Thanks to Apple TV, mm-hmm. um, was that at that time I did have a a, a lovely manager uh, uh, named Michael Abrams, and um, so I got into Little America, and uh, then with met Sean, and then did Tehran, and now I have a number of things I'll be doing. But it, but I I got my start with Apple with Persian Theater and Apple TV Plus. <laughs>
0: right. Shout out to them. That, that, that definitely has, has worked out for you for sure. And in terms of the filmmaking and production aspect, obviously you did a lot of that when it came to, you know, the performing arts and everything else. But when it comes to TV and film, when did you decide that you wanted to also transition also being a filmmaker as well and really kind of being well-rounded?
1: Thank you. So um, I was supposed to direct a play for the Los Angeles um, County Department of Mental Health, and it was a play written by my dear friend Mastana Moradam, who's a therapist and a wonderful writer as well. And the pandemic hit. So the department said, y'all can't do a play. Uh, You want to do a a Zoom play read. And this was such an important subject matter. It was about an um, Iranian-American woman who is pregnant for the first time. And she's about to uh, become a mother um, having absolutely not looked at herself absolutely not dealt with her own traumas and her own, um, uh, psychoses that we all have little bits of. And so, um, the film is her awakening to her power by looking at her traumas. And the whole point of it is that if you don't look at your traumas, they, that you create monsters of them. So it's called wake up, sleeping beauty. And, uh, you can see it on uh, Cross-Cultural Expressions, has a YouTube channel. So um, you just uh, Google Cross-Cultural Expressions and it's on their YouTube channel. It's in Persian with English subtitles. But here's what's really interesting about it. Other than the fact that it's a very universal um story about all of us and uh, having to look at your traumas and uh, working with life coaches and therapists and reading books to help yourself. But um, what was amazing about it was that when the department said you can't do a play, would you like to do a Zoom play read? I said I could turn it into a film. This was in the thick of the pandemic where people were dying uh, left and right. They had no idea what this thing was. So they said the only way you could turn it into a film is if no two actors are ever in the same house together and the director and, and cameraman has to be in another room. Yeah. So good luck. You want to do that? I said, yes. So my creative partner, Hitoshi yanobi who... Um, uh, we've been working together for 10 years. It is also a, a brilliant special effects um, genius, so and a wonderful director. So, Hitoshi and I, we turned my living room into a green screen studio, and I would stand in the uh, dining room uh, with a mask on and tell the act, give the actor each actor would come in one actor a day. So the actors, to to this day, these actors have never met one another. I give them eye lines. Hitoshi stitched it all together so it looks like there are four actors in one room talking to each other, having chemistry, and this film has won at numerous um, uh, film festivals. I won Best Director, Hitoshi won Best uh, uh, Cinematographer, Best Visual Effects, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best script best film about women, best female empowerment film. I mean, just the list goes on. And uh, it's uh, really, it's a testament to, first of all, my actors for being such great actors that they were able to create chemistry when there was no one to act with. And uh, also Hitoshi's work and uh, Master Namoradam's writing. And uh, so I can't really take a whole lot of credit for it, but it's been doing great.
0: Well that, that that's incredible. And working fans check that out again. That that's that's amazing.
1: At cross cultural expressions uh so if you google that get on their site. I'm so bad with computers. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a YouTube channel and they could they could watch it on on the cross cultural expressions YouTube channel.
0: Great. And I'm assuming that's under your uh, production company uh, Turquoise Heart Productions.
1: Um, it's actually, uh, I, I, co-produced it with Mastanus. So it is uh, my production company, but it just says my name
0: this okay. time. Okay. Very cool. That, that, that's incredible. I mean, that's, I, I love that. And I feel like with the pandemic, obviously the real life implications were, were, were terrible for the most part, but I feel like in terms of the arts, those are, those are like one of the most affected fields, right. Especially with performing arts, you know, have can't be in the same room, can't be on stage, you know, Broadway shut down and everything. You really have to like, kind of tap into your, creativity and, and, and you made the most out of a very crazy situation i mean that's wow i mean are, are there any other lessons you kind of you know, have taken away from the pandemic uh, anything you learned over the last couple of years that, in, in terms of filmmaking obviously that but maybe like some kind of hacks you could give any aspiring filmmakers
1: oh goodness yeah i think um Uh, What these situations do is they they force you to rise, they force you to get creative. My my uh, advice to filmmakers is, especially these days, you've got to just do it yourself cameras are so cheap, you could actually use a a phone to uh, film something, just film your stories, just do it, just do it and don't worry about what people think don't worry about the critics. Do it for yourself and you will, through doing it, not only are you adding to storytelling, not only are you adding your story to the mix and uh, helping human evolution through your own story, but you're also honing your skills as a filmmaker. And uh, you you can't sit and wait for it to happen as a filmmaker or an actor, just gotta do it yourself.
0: Now, we always like to ask all our guests some kind of random rapid fire questions just to get to know them better. Are you ready? Oh goodness! Okay. Favorite late night snack or cheat meal?
1: <laughs> chocolate.
0: Any any kind of chocolate? Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, like like. Dark chocolate?
1: Yeah, of course, milk chocolate, but dark chocolate so that you could pretend it's good for you.
0: I, I feel that one as a dark chocolate fan. Yeah. All time favorite actor and actress?
1: I would say Glenn Close. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: there you go very 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 nice answer there (laughs) Uh, yeah favorite movie
1: favorite dumb and dumber you are finding out a whole lot about me
0: (laughs) so so i take it you're a big jim carrey fan
1: uh yes i i love him i love him and jeff daniels and and also dirty rotten scoundrels oh my god are you kidding me I just die. I cry laughing.
0: How many languages do you speak? I
1: speak uh, English and Persian fluently. I speak uh, French. I went to a French Catholic school in Iran. So I speak some French and I'm learning Spanish.
0: Wow. Okay. So you got all the infinity stones of languages. That's, a, that's, that's, very impressive.
1: Hopefully I, I wish I was better at French and Spanish. you got to do more work.
0: You're, you're getting there. You're getting, you're getting there for sure. Uh, in terms of film in Tehran, where is it filmed and are, are there any moments in the filming, especially during the pandemic, where it was kind of a little awkward or, or weird or, or major adjustments you had to make for such a big production?
1: Um, it was filmed in Athens and it, it was filmed actually in the summertime and it was so hot. It was so hot, and uh, which would have been... By the way, I'm not complaining. I don't ever like to complain about the weather as an actor, but this was a specific situation of uh, really uh, a a lot of heat and a small space where, uh, thanks to Apple TV, we had a huge crew and no air conditioning. And at one point, I had passed out almost. I mean, not completely, but passed out, and the crew was fanning me because I'm also in hijab as you understand. So it was, um, there was that, but my favorite time in Athens was when I, uh, went to Epidavros, which is this incredible, um, amphitheater in, uh, that it's the one that it it seats about 11,000 people and you can throw a pin and you hear the pin drop all the Mm -hmm. way at the end. And Epidavros was created for the hospital because they believed that, uh, if, if people are ill, if you have a physical illness, that one, uh, an important aspect of healing is your psyche and through psychology and that theater, the catharsis in theater, uh, will help you to, uh, become healthier physically as well.
0: You already mentioned, uh, you know, there was a bit of an awkward moment when filming in Athens because it was, it was super hot and everything, but what would you say overall is your most awkward moment as an actress and a filmmaker?
1: Um, so I, I, uh, prepare very heavily. And I don't like, I don't enjoy the the homework of it. There is never a time when I begin to work on a role that it's not awkward and it's icky and it makes me want to puke at myself. And I do it over and over and over and over and over again. So it's just all awkward moments until you get to a point where, okay, you're getting a little closer now. Okay. 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 Maybe you're there.
0: Is there any role you've taken or, or helped director or whatnot that got you out of your comfort zone? I mean, really out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah. I think directing a uh, wake up sleeping beauty, the film that I did during the pandemic, what definitely got me out of my comfort zone beyond beyond because as it, you know, and it really gave me a newfound respect for directors to, to understand that a director wakes up in the morning and they have a thousand questions to answer coming at them. Um, I, I was in the bathroom vomiting as a director and and Hitoshi kind of took over and he was like, he'd come into the bathroom and say, no, you're doing really good. You're doing really good. And he'd go and he'd film, film the actress. Um, I would never uh, want to direct again. Thank you. Not film. Theater is different, but uh, film is it, uh, I have such respect for film and television directors now that all I want to do as an actor is to be good enough to, and prepared enough to just not be a problem for them because it's difficult.
0: Who would you say is the funniest cast member on Tehran?
1: The funniest cast member? Um, I'm very funny. <laughs> all the Persians are very funny. All oh, the Israelis are very funny. Oh, but we're talking cast members. So behind the scenes, everybody's super funny. I love our, our um cinematographer danny's so funny the, the the director is so funny but uh, i'm funny i'm the number one funny thank you and then uh the entire iranian cast i swear to you these guys are so funny like they're playing these hard hardcore characters and they're all pussy cats and super super funny so i was crying laughing throughout um working with them
0: that's like a pretty fun work environment, especially because you're dealing with some material that can you know, be pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. Very,
1: very, very. And uh, there's a friend of mine who I met uh, season two. So now we're very good friends is Abbas Vasai and he plays uh, Faraz's boss and he's a total a-hole on the show, but he's such a sweet, funny guy and he's an acting teacher. He teaches method acting in Brussels. So, so it's a very talented cast.
0: Definitely a very talented cast. Do you have any upcoming projects you're allowed to talk about?
1: Nothing I'm allowed to talk about, but I have a lot of upcoming projects.
0: Okay, okay. So we'll definitely stay tuned for that. Now, you've dropped a whole lot of gems in this interview. We greatly appreciate your time and all the insight, but what's the best piece of advice you give for success? Do the work, just do the
1: work. Don't don't wait for someone. Don't sit by the phone. Don't wait for someone to call you and invite you do the work. So whatever that is, if you're an actor, get a group of actors together and create a film, get a camera Uh, because it's only in honing your skill. First of all, if this is work you love, you should be doing the work constantly, regardless of if someone is paying you or not. And uh, the more that you do the work, the better you get, and you get a chance to hone your skills so that then someone will pay you for your work. Makes sense.
0: And as far as where we can find you online, where can we find um, you online? online?
1: I'm on Instagram, Sheila Omi on Instagram. And if you like animals, I I put up a lot of animal stories. I, love, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was younger, so I'm just crazy about the animal
0: world. Did you ever end up using your degrees at all that you got in college?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Although, you know, I mean, they've helped me understand people, you know, with biological anthropology, we we are so um, uh, connected to animals and especially non-human, you know, we are apes, so non-human primates, we're primates, non-human primates um you learn so much from chimpanzees and from gorillas and from vervet monkeys i did two years of research on behavioral research on vervet monkeys and i uh, was writing a thesis about uh, parental investment among vervet monkeys and um that you just learned so much that like, can i share one thing
0: yeah absolutely
1: if we have time yeah. vervet sure. monkeys which is where i did my research um when a vervet monkey, any animal, but when the mom is pregnant and they, you know, they have one baby at a time, the babies are doing great. And when the mom gets pregnant too early, these babies go through a tremendous amount of stress. So we would, you know, we would uh, get their blood and notice that there's a there's a lot of stress hormones in their blood. So it kind of showed me that it's a very good idea for people that because it's the same with people that you know you have a you have a baby toddler and suddenly you're pregnant and all your energy goes into this pregnancy and another baby and and they feel it and they feel it and uh, in the animals they certainly feel it and and it affects their behaviors. So we have so much to learn. I could talk your ear off. <laughs>
0: We'll definitely have to chat about that sometime in LA or whatever here in New York. That's that's super interesting. And you know, what? I'll ask you one more question: Is there anything you wish I asked you in this interview? God, no, okay.
1: no. This was a great interview.
0: Okay. I appreciate that. Bye. You've been a, you've been a great guest, Sheila. Of course, you can check her out on Apple TV Plus's hit series Tehran, streaming right now, season two. Sheila, thank you so much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. The pleasure was mine, Fred.